Hey, you all. Welcome to Active and Connected Families. Today, we are going to be talking about the importance of trying new things in our 40s and reflecting on how doing so can really change our lives. We have Karen Murray, who is the race director for the Charlottesville 10 Miler, the oldest race in Charlottesville, here on the pod today. And what is so amazing is that she ran her first marathon when she was 46, you all. And in the last 10 years, she has run 314 more. She talks about how running has changed her life. She met her husband through running and talks about the pride she feels at her ability to accomplish something new and accomplish something important every day. But most importantly, I think she shows us how just a little bit of courage and taking a small step can truly make us happier and healthier and give our lives meaning as we get older. I loved talking to her. I found her so inspirational. I think you will too. Thanks so much for listening. Active and Connected Families is a smart, relatable conversation with me, Dr. Amanda Sovic-Johnston, child psychologist, mother of three, and entrepreneur. I've spent my career providing family therapy and supporting high-achieving mothers, and maybe even more hours with my girlfriends trying to figure out how we can all feel more confident in our work and our relationships. And you all, there's one thing I've noticed. We're all struggling in some of the same places, and we're all looking for some down-to-earth advice that we can actually use. So on Active and Connected Families, I'll share some of the insights I've learned, strategies for those daily fights about laundry, some expert perspective on the bigger issues like the mental health crisis, and me chatting with my therapist friends about how we can all feel a little more active and connected in our lives. Throughout, I hope to make you laugh at least once, but I know I'll leave you with something that'll help you become a better parent and maybe even person. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Karen, how are you? Hello, Amanda. I am doing great. Thank you. I am so glad you are here because, as I already said, I'm feeling a little midlife crisis-y. I'm feeling a little less engaged and excited about things to do in my life. I'm in my 40s, and I'm really leaning in to trying new things, and you have the most amazing story about trying new things in your 40s. Yeah, I do. Um, I started my, I guess, my marathon running um, at the age of 46. Can you, how old are you now? Are you okay if I ask that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm 56, so I'm on a 10-year. Okay, so you have been running for 10 years, and how many marathons have you done altogether? (laughs) 314 marathons or greater. My gosh, 314 marathons in 10 years. I can see your medals behind you. Um, and it looks like you have about 314 medals at least. At least, yeah. So talk to me about what got you in to, to starting to run. Why did you do your first marathon when you were 46? What was happening when you were about 45 that kind of got you inspired? Yeah. So after raising three kids and I was, I was still working full time. Um, I was more focused on my health and where my weight was at the time. And so I had decided, um, you know, that I need to start working out. So I'm going to the gym and I noticed that, you know, the fastest weight loss was running. Um, it was better than, um, you know, 
doing anything on like cycling classes or swimming and not to put down any of that because it's all great, but I was on a limited time. So I picked up running and I started with the walk run and, um, you know, speed forward. Um, my first ever race was actually a triathlon. I didn't even know how to swim freestyle. I, um, I brought a hybrid bike. I didn't even know what a race chip was. I didn't even know what a transition area was. And the reason why I had done it really is because people at work were saying that they were going to go and do this local sprint triathlon. So I was like, oh, well, I can swim in the water for half a mile. So I did my, you know, I did breaststroke and, um, and I, I was like, I can bike. So I, I was 12 miles. So why not? And then the run, I was just starting to run. So I was like, I can walk run that. So, and that is what I did. And when I crossed that finish line, I had like no idea. They were like, Karen Murray from Amerineck. And I was just like, when I, I was like, how did they know that was me? Like, I, then I realized later it's the race chip and yada, yada. So then I decided, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. I got to go and beat my time now. So Wait, can I, I slow you down for a hot second? Because I'm already yeah. totally impressed by the fact that you did not know you were doing, yet you just signed up for a half or for a, a sprint triathlon. I have uh-huh. thought about doing a sprint triathlon so many times and I'm too scared to actually like pull the trigger. How did you pull the trigger? Because I think that's what our listeners are going to be interested in. How did you actually have the courage to do that? So I said to myself, it should be about a two hour workout. I could do that. And so that's pretty much what I did. And so I jumped right into it. And um, I'm going to slow you down again, because I think what you did is you took something that felt really big and you made it manageable. You made it a realistic, manageable, small step instead of thinking about, oh, there's a transition and I don't even know how to do freestyle and then I'm going to run. And who cares if I get last? Because I'm sure you didn't win if you were walk running or doing breaststroke, right? Correct. I didn't care about that. I just was in for the fun of it. So you really just said, I'm going to do something new. It's not a huge deal. It's a two-hour workout. I've got it. I love and I wasn't even strategy. working out for two hours yet, but I'm like, yeah, why not? I love that strategy. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you start competing against yourself. So I was like, oh, well, now, you know, then I took swim lessons and I learned how to do freestyle. And I, then, you know, then the next year I signed up for an Olympic distance. So I upped my distance, you know, to the 10K run and, you know, the swim and the bike were longer. Then I upgraded my bike for the following year and I got a regular, you know, road bike. I didn't get a um, triathlon bike. And I decided I'm going to do a half Ironman. And at that point, I was like, all right, I better train. You know, I had found out about a run group that was local to me in New York at the time. And so I was training for my first half marathon for the half Ironman when I met them. And we were having so much fun. The miles were just like slipping away, like so easy. And naively, they thought that after I'd finished my, um, my first half marathon was also May of 2012. And at the time I was learning how to do the nine plus one program to get ready for the New York city marathon. I was going to tackle that in November of 2013. So I did take steps and increase each, each time. And I'm still impressed with people who do like couch to marathon or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever your journey is, is your journey and what you're comfortable with. But, um, 
Yeah. So I was getting ready. But I, so after I finished my, that half marathon in 2012, I was, I was just running to get ready for um, the half Ironman and they thought I could be ready for a marathon. And they're like, they were had a, a van of 14 people going up and they're like, you should come up with us. And I'm like, I'm not ready for a marathon. I'm like, oh, just throw in a 19 miler and come up with us. And naive as I was, I was like, okay. <laughs> so I jumped ahead and, and started my marathon journey um, in October of 2012. Instead wow. Of- so looking back again, for all the listeners, what I like about this is you didn't actually think too much. You just did it. So what makes you able to do that? Like, had you ever run before? What about those listeners who are like, oh, well, she can do it. I definitely can't. She must have been a better runner than me. What Were you really just kind of your average person? Exactly. Just the average person, probably less than average, sitting behind a desk, you know, at least 50 hours a week, you know, and trying to manage three kids and getting around. Yeah. So, um, so when you, when you set your mind to do something and you feel really good about it and you have a lot of, even if you don't have the support around you, you'll find your support, you'll find your group, you'll find your tribe and, um, and people who support you. And I think that has been huge also in my life. Like my new world runners, like when they found out, um, you know, as I was progressing that like, I can do two marathons, you know, in in a weekend, like who does that? Like most people will do like a marathon, you know, just two marathons a year. And like, so once somebody like shows like the path that like, yeah, it can be done. And so can you now everybody in my run group is on like the 50 state marathon journey. So it's been contagious and it's been, it's been fun. And I think you're right. It is so much about the support that you get. I talk a lot with folks about how to make new friends. And also when you make new friends, actually a chemical is released in your brain. It's oxytocin and it's the falling in love chemical. And many of us who are in committed partnerships are likely never going to have the first fall in love with a new partner again. But to get just a glimpse of that with falling in love with new friends is such a gift in our lives. And and trying a new hobby, trying to run is really a great opportunity to do that. I agree. So 100%. Tell me a little more about how it felt when you crossed the finish line for the very first time after, tell me about the half, the sprint triathlon, because I think that story is so funny and actually so inspiring to me. Um, how did it feel when you got over that finish line? Like, I couldn't believe that I had accomplished that. And that it, it's just, and I always tell like even first time people crossing any kind of goal that's, that feels larger than yourself. Once you have that, it's like perspective that gives you confidence and, and I analogize that not just in our sports world, but it, it correlates into your regular life as well. For sure. I, I am writing a piece right now around, um, I had some pretty big swimming goals and some swim accomplishments when I was like 38. And now every time I try something new, I remember what I did when I was 38. I pushed myself harder than I ever thought I could. And every time I'm scared to do something, whether it's in business or in my family or as a therapist, even hosting this podcast, I remind myself, 
I've done really hard things in the past and I can usually do more than I expect of myself. And that's what gives me the confidence to try that new thing. I always say you're stronger than you know. Um, in fact, just last week, I crossed um, a 26-year-old, um, I call them virgins, um, when they run their first marathon. And of course, turning 26, she decided to gift herself a marathon. And those are the little things I, I love putting in young people's ha- minds. Just, you know, now that like just perspective, now that you have this, you carry this with you for the rest of your life that you can do anything that's hard. And, you, you know, anything you set your mind to do, you can do. Absolutely. And, um, and she wound up sharing stories with me that were very touching. And, um, and you know, I just lo- I love take, picking up first timers and carrying them to the finish line when they're having a hard time towards the end of a marathon. It's my favorite. That I mean, it's why is that your favorite? Because I love seeing other people shine. I love mm-hmm. seeing other people that could, you know, know that they're now stronger than they thought that they mm-hmm. were. Because that's the gift that will pay forward, right? I, my coach who inspired me to achieve some of my goals, when I do it for, uh, that has changed my life and has changed the outcome of my life. And so for you to be able to do that for other people, you are shaping their lives. I sure hope so. I sure that they remember that. Like even, um, so we did a double marathon. So in another marathon, so that was Saturday with her. And then on Sunday, um, I actually helped a Marine cross the finish line. And, you know, you would think that they're like, really, but he just couldn't. I mean, the heat was really hard. So what I did is I chunked it down and I said, we can do anything for 30 seconds, right? He said, absolutely. I said, we're going to run 30. We're going to walk 30. And we just take it like that. And we just kept on going. And they had a blast. And it was, it was fun. And we crossed that finish line. So you are, you're talking about a psychological gift, which is automatically chunking, right? You're taking things and taking it into manageable steps because that's the way we achieve these big goals. Or even if we think about trying something really, really new, ultimately it's just these, a series of small steps to get to where we want to go. And we can usually achieve each one if we try. Exactly. Like my baby, he's 22 now. And I, I tell him the same thing. Like if he has anxiety about trying to do something, I was like, action, take yeah. action, stop thinking about it. Once you take that action, that, that anxiety d- dissipates and goes away. So tell me now that you're doing marathons and now that you have essentially a new love that you found 10 years ago, what does the training do for your life? Like now that you have something new, how has that changed your life? Well, for one, I would not have met my husband. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's beautiful. Um, I met my husband on a marathon, made tons of friends and across the country. Um, So anywhere I go, I feel like I know somebody. Um, So even though we all say it's a small world, like, I've made that world even smaller and I feel like it's, 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 it's just a nice, a nice feeling to be able to know that you have, you know, people say, you know, a tribe or even a family, like, you know, it's nice to be able to know people where you go. Um, my husband says he hates running. And, uh, so it's, it's more about the, it's not even about the running anymore. It's more about the journey and the travels and the people that we meet. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't like running, but he likes the lifestyle. He likes, does he like working 
towards something? And do you like working towards something? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, having goals and or even a plan or something to work forward to is takes out a lot of, um, but yet staying present each day is really such a gift. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it does, it gives you something to work on every single day. That's your manageable goal, right? So my manageable goal for today, Tuesday, is to record a podcast. Tomorrow, the manageable goal for me is going to be to like upload it into the drive, which is actually way harder than just hitting record for me. All the technology stuff is stressful, but it's the baby steps, the manageable goal, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to have a big podcast. It's really just like, I'm going to record and then I'm going to upload. Every day I'm doing something towards this big goal. Exactly. And how do you feel? I don't know. This is a hard question, but like, how do you feel about yourself? Um, that is a loaded question because, um, you know, I grew up with two deaf parents, so I'm a child of deaf adult CODA and I did not have a lot of self-esteem. Um, and so a lot of this has given me a lot of confidence to, um, you know, just keep, you know, going on and yet Maybe that lack of self-esteem keeps me very humble because I love giving, you know, I love being able to give this gift to others. Yeah. I mean, the reason I was asking that in all honesty is because it's so badass what you're doing. Um, (laughs) It is. It's so badass. I cannot imagine saying I've run 314 marathons. Um, In 10 years. And if you weren't able to say you're proud of yourself, like you should... Like you should be able to say, I'm like, I'm proud of myself. You have to be proud of yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, I just, I did collect this. I just collected a trophy this past weekend for, um, running a marathon in every state for the fourth time. Um, and, and you, and you're at, we were at a 50 state reunion and you get to hear everybody's stories and their journey and which is totally respectful. And I was there. Like I was at the place where I only had like, you know, a few marathons listening to other people. And now all of a sudden I'm like, I became like those other people. I'm like, how did, you know, but like you said, it's like looking back, it's like, how did that happen? But you don't, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway is, um, is something that I usually like to say, like, just keep going forward. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like feel the fear and keep going anyway? Yeah, because there's a lot of people who will be stunted by the feeling that you get. Um, you know, that fear really can stilt you and, mm-hmm. and still sometimes does um, in different you know, in different ways, not really physically anymore. Although now, I, you know, my husband, we've done like some crazy, you know, trail 50 Ks. I done 100 Ks. Um, and I just don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I know I'm capable of doing that, but I don't want to put myself through that anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it gets to a point where, you know, where, you know, you just get to, you do get to know yourself better when you challenge yourself in that way. 
I think so too. And actually research kind of shows that's how we keep our brains young. Not only is it how we keep our bodies young, but we're creating new neural pathways so that our, which is essentially the opposite of aging, right? Creating new pathways is the opposite of aging. And so when we challenge ourselves to do something or learn something new, that's what's happening. So it does. It oh keeps my gosh. Talking young. about challenging and learning something new. Like I took a complete pivot, you know, during the pandemic and left my you know, 24 year position to starting my own business. And so it's, it's, it's been a challenge to keep up with this crazy run schedule and start a new business. Oh, I'm sure. And, become, and becoming the race director of the Charlottesville 10 mile or just added another load. But I really feel like I want to give back to the run community and I'm happy that this opportunity came up. Well, let's talk about the 10 miler. So what's the history of it for those folks living in Charlottesville? It, yeah. Tell us the history of it. Um, well, the Charlottesville 10 miler has been around since 1976. So it is the oldest foot race in the area. Um, we, it started at John Paul Jones for years. And unfortunately, by the time I became the race director this year, all the dates um, were taken up. For, which I was very surprised about like, for a race that's been around for so long that they didn't know um, to like save a date or something mm-hmm. or at least squeeze us in somehow. Um, but it turned out that um, we're hoping now that it's at um, Scott Stadium, that it's going to be the third weekend of March every year. So we'll, so the good news is that this year there'll be new course records that will be able to oh, be set. Cool. Um, since it's a new, yeah. And, um, and hopefully we'll just create the tradition from here on in and, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be mistakes that I'm going to have to learn, you know, from this year to next year. And hopefully everybody can bear with me on those growing pains um, and starting over again in a new place. And I'll find, tw- you know, I'll keep tweaking it and making it better each year. But I think that's the piece, right? Like you're trying something new and so many people who are running the 10 miler, like the first time I ran the 10 miler, I was really nervous. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Um, and I did, by the way, I did do it again. Um, <laughs> but I think it is, it is such well, a the whole saying is never say never. Right? Yeah, I know. Right. But it is such a good opportunity to try something new. And, and if people want to get into running and they haven't, you know, they're not ready for the 10 miler, which is going to be any day now, what, how can they, how can they throw their foot on, you know, into running and maybe explore it if they're coming from really like a minimal running background? So I always say, you know, you can start timing yourself. So, um, you know, first of all, you should probably get up and at least walk a mile. Um, and then after that, just like you keep chunking it down where you could jog 30 seconds and walk a minute. If you have to check where your heart rate is and where you feel comfortable, Um, But you should be able to jog for 30 seconds. And then at the end of that week, check in and see how you feel. And the following week, maybe you can increase that to 45 seconds or a minute um, and just keep doing that. And like, just start with 20 minutes if you need to and keep increasing that every week, another 10 minutes, another 10 minutes. And before you know it, you're going to, you're going to, your heart rate and everything is going to feel really good and you'll be able to piece it all together. So from one minute, you're going to, you can jog for two minutes and then as your heart rate starts regulating, you might, you, you maybe one minute is too long of a recovery and you can choose 30 seconds to recover and then jog again. And if people 
feel inspired by your story and just kind of need that little bit of a, oh my gosh, I'm scared to try something new. And and you're available to kind of pick them up and give them the courage to, to do that. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Really? You get a hold of me. How can yeah, I mean, I am, I am a USATF and, R, and RCA um, coach, but I have not, I only give back. I have not charged or done anything with it. It's just my way to give back um, to what the running world has done for me. I mean, people used to ask me questions all the time. And instead of coming from a place of just experience, I wanted to come from a place of knowledge as well. Um, so they can get in touch with me at the Seville 10 miler RD at gmail.com. And, and if people want to learn more about the 10 miler, what's the website, what's the Instagram, all of that stuff. Um, so you'll be able to find, um, you should just go to run sign up backslash C 10 M. Um, so you'll be able to see and attach to everything from there because you'll be able to go to the website from there, but the Charlottesville 10 miler has its own website as well. Um, I have a great um, uh, social media director. I'll call her Sydney. Um, and ironically, her her business name is Marathon Branding and Marketing. Oh, cute. Um, yes. And she's great. And she handles um, a lot of the social media, um, Facebook page, Instagram. And you, you should be able to find us on, on all those social media platforms as well. Karen, I want to say just from, I guess I'm like a little, you know, probably like 15-ish years younger than you. Um, it's really helpful to me to find women who are doing similar things to me and who are doing inspiring things. Um, just because I think it's important to, it's just important. And so I appreciate that you're sharing that. It really is giving me the inspiration to just maybe try that half triathlon. I probably, or the sprint triathlon, I probably won't y'all, but <laughs> I do think it's so nice to see what trying. I think we're going to have to find one for you. Oh, I mean, listen, I can do it. I'm just scared to get on a bike. Honestly, I'm scared to get on a bike, but it's so nice to see how trying something new can open your world and, and, and I want to do that. You're making me want to do it is what I'm saying. Well, good. I mean, that's what we always like to do. Like, you know, what is that um, story with the starfish? Oh, yep. To one person. It only, it only takes one. And keep on going. Cause when, when, then when you do it, you'll inspire somebody else too. And then all us women can become strong and together. That is absolutely right. Well, thank you so much. Seriously, thank you so much. I'm not going to be running anytime soon, but I will be swimming. So that's the good news. Thank you so much. Uh, and have a great day. Come out and volunteer for the 10 miler. We can always use volunteers. Oh, we will. We'll be there. Active and Connected Family Therapy will be there. We're excited. Yes. Awesome. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Very welcome. Thank you for having me and have a fabulous day. Oh, we will. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and share the Active and Connected Families podcast if you found this helpful. And if you or someone you love are interested in therapy, you can find out more about our practice at www.virginiafamilytherapy.com. Again, that's www.virginia, all spelled out, therapy.com. Thanks again. 